Contrast uncut, yeah you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and the politics on success Oh no we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best Contrast uncut It's Contrast Uncut. It's season three, episode 17. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army. Bobby D present. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ Wine Dollars, like I won some money. Today, we have a really incredible, dope special guest. He's from Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. He's known for being a yeah. rapper, chef, brand ambassador, and philanthropist who truly understands anything is possible. This brother anything is possible. Yes, sir. This brother hit the scene on Facebook and quickly became a household favorite and an internet sensation. My favorite parts of the video is when he yells, Lit! And he's the most comfortable man in the world. And the founder that's, of that's a fact. Yes, sir. Founder of the world in Atlanta, the Hidden House is home to the number two watch cooking special in the world today. Yeah. He recorded and mixed and countless epic Henny videos of most of all where anything goes. If you don't know who I'm talking about by now, it's all good. We got all episode to chop it up with the Versace. <laughs> Henny Harvey J, everybody. How you doing, brother? What's up, bro? How you feeling? Hey, you know, I'm juice. I'm juice. I'm trying to be slow motion like you, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Bro, what the fuck you been up to? Man, I've been kicking it, man. Enjoying that van life. We out here in the sunny side of L.A. right now. Can y'all, y'all can see my camera? Oh, yeah. All right. These are views for this morning, man. Ooh. Niggas been kicking it, man. It's exquisite. It's exquisite. Anything is really possible, man. So, you know, over the past, over the past, I'd say like six months, I've really been embracing minimalism to the fullest degree. And, uh, you know, getting back in touch with nature, getting back in touch, you know, improving my diet and just, you know, living my life you know, under full control. Mm. I feel like you're going through serenity. Like, everything yeah. you're going through is giving you a sense of freedom beyond what you thought you already had free. Yeah. Exactly. So, Chef Henny, bro, I got, I got a quote for you. Let me know how this quote relates to you, or if it doesn't, the idea is I want you to talk about it. You ready? Mm. ready? Yeah. Follow your own passion. Not your parents, not your teachers, yours. Robert Ballard. What was the first part? Follow, Follow. your own passion. Oh yeah, for sure. That's in me, bro. Because um, you know, I'm one of the most passionate people on this planet. One of the most creative people on the planet. So yeah, that definitely resonates with me. Absolutely, Brownie. You known to put your stamp on things that you are passionate about. Not if the money behind it, not if you feel me, anything else is there. It's because you genuinely love something, and that's something that the game really lacks. They lack that. Genius. Yeah. 
the, the passion. Yeah, um, it's a big thing for me, man. Like, I've turned down opportunities, you know, for a lot of money just because it ain't sit right with my heart. It ain't sit right with my spirit. So. That's right. And I mean, bro, because you're so real and transparent of the situations, you know, people are able to be inspired by making the right choices and be motivated to add Hennessy to anything. Anything, brother, anything. Anything. Absolutely. Now, we live! Yes. Yes. Talking about entertainment industry, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? I would say the uh, game definitely chose me because, you know, the way that I market myself and put myself out there on social media, you know, I post very, uh, very seldomly and, you know, my fans can co-sign this statement. You know, when I came out and I, I started my cooking show and I started, you know, creating media for my channel and whatnot, I wasn't. I wasn't that YouTuber guy with like the pre-written script and shit. Y'all follow me and uh, like the video, subscribe and all of that. I didn't ask nobody to share my videos. I didn't, my intention really was like, at first they tried to they try to categorize me as a comedian. But I mean, to this day, I still feel I haven't told a joke, but you know, I bring joy to millions of people and it's a blessing. You know, I don't regret it for one day. And there's not a single day that I don't appreciate all of the love and the positivity around the brand and um, being able to bring more awareness to the lifestyle. You know, I stand for comfort and being as comfortable as you possibly can. You know, I don't own regular clothes. So, you know, this is a real lifestyle for me. I'm really out here in the hills, barefoot in a road, bro. <laughs> nah, bro, that's real. Yeah, bro, you yeah, bro. lifestyle. No cap. Uh, uh. No cap. Bro, I say this all the time. You got to be comfortable. You got to be confident. That's where greatness lies. And you you are def the definition of greatness because you're not only comfortable, but it's confidence. You know when you seldomly post things that everyone's going to react because the genuine passion and love is there. Myself included, right. bro. I live for when you post shit. Right. Man, they trying to scam Oh, man. So, bro, I want to dig into uh, your first confirmation that, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. What was that? What was that moment? Um, I lost all of my possessions in 2015. I thought I was going to, um, I flew to L.A. I had an opportunity or, you know, I had some some positive gestures from some people in LA for me to come out. So I flew myself out to LA in 2015. And I thought I was gonna be, at the time I thought I was gonna be signing the Master P and you know, I did meet him, he put me on some real game, but you know, I was sleeping outside the studio for mad long. And I thought I was gonna be out, out in LA for like a week or something. So I parked my car at the airport. Three months later, I'm still in LA. And um, I don't know if y'all ever been in a situation like this, but when you're chasing a dream, you um, you put everything on the line. So long story short, I was in LA and I had an apartment back on the East Coast in Miami where my car was parked and I didn't have money to fly back. So, you know, I was there, out there just in the streets trying to get it by any means. And I ended up getting evicted 
my place got evicted on the East Coast while I was on the West Coast and I couldn't do nothing about it. So what I'm saying is, you gotta picture this. I'm in a shitty motel in LA with my manager at the time. Shout out, I Discover Stars. And, um, you know, I get that call from my neighbor back at home. He's like, yo, where you at, bro? I'm like, man, I'm in LA. He's like, they came, the war, the, um, what they call them, the marshals, they came all your shit on the curb, bro. Like, it's just people stopping by because, you know, I had nice shit. And it was at that moment I realized everything that I didn't pack in my luggage was going to be gone. Like, that was just going to be it for me. For every all of my possessions back on back at home, everything I had in my luggage was all I had at that point. And um, you know, people in the room, you know, when they they saw I got their call, everybody's like, "Damn, bro, what you gonna do? Like, maybe we could all chip in and you could catch one, catch a flight back tonight or something, and go try to handle that." I was like, "Nah, bro, I ain't even mad because at the end of the day, you know, when I really think about it, I got my laptop with all my music right here. You know, I got a couple robes and." I mean, yeah, I had a whole bunch of designer shoes and bags and it's all kind of belts and Gucci, Prada, Louis, all this shit sitting out on, there on the curb. And I know motherfuckers is having a field day with my shit out there. But I was just thinking about it like, you know, I came out here for a purpose. So I'm not going to let material things stop that purpose. And I'm definitely not going to let that shit have me down in the dumps over possessions that I could get back. And from that day, you know, I didn't own regular clothes no more. You know, I took I took it all the way. And um, one thing led to another. By the next year, 2016, I made a social media account. And uh, everything else was manifestation from there. You know, that's amazing, brother. Because, you know, you put the whole point that you manifested plan A. And the only thing that's going to go to plan A that creates plan B, plan C is supporting plan A. And that's to make it. And, you know... Right. It's a great testimony, brother, that, you know, you have to be okay to hit rock bottom to know that you see the bigger picture, that you're going to thrive and go past surviving. Yeah, bro, it's the beauty in the struggle. Yes, because you won't feel you have to You have to embrace that. Like, a lot of people, when you down there, you feel like you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But that's part of the magic of manifestation is that you have to see it before anybody else sees it. So if you see it before anybody else sees it, then it becomes something that you can bring to light, bring to your life with the proper steps and the proper determination. Absolutely, no, you're a true visionary, brother. A real marketing guru, bruh. Cause like some of the stuff that you do, bruh, it's just, it's like, oh, I have to share this. And he didn't tell nobody to share this, but it's like what he just did, everybody gotta see this. And you have that yeah. capability and you captivate that with effort, effortless. Right. But you know, everyone knows that anything done easy is never easy. Anything done easy is never easy in the long run. If you got it quickly, it'll leave even quicker. Whew. Come on, that's why you gotta take the long route. So I feel like we dug into some of your lows. Let me know some of your highs. Um it wasn't really material thing for me it was like uh, I knew I knew I was on the right right pace when I started meeting people and I was like the first moment I really knew what I was doing was working out for me is when um, everybody was telling me about how hard it is to get in Coachella and how you gotta have a ticket and 
I remember that night because I had always heard about it, but I didn't know nothing about Coachella. I didn't know how much it cost it. I had never really lived on the West Coast or even been in no festival like that. Right. So the day of, it gets the the day of Coachella. The day of Coachella. I tell you the story. The day of Coachella came, and um, you know everybody's talking about it. Oh, you going to Coachella? You going to Coachella? Yeah, but I don't have a ticket. Yeah, but I don't have a ticket. My stupid ass gonna go all the way out to the desert, not realizing you need a ticket. Then I get there and everybody's like, yeah, man, it's sold out. You're gonna have to get one second hand, all this shit. Man, I started walking up to the gate and the securities over there had recognized me and I ended up taking photos with the security that rolled me in there on, on a golf cart straight to the artist section. And they had a robe, they gave me a robe. I don't know how the hell Coachella had a robe. It's like they knew I was coming or some shit. I don't know. Manifestation's crazy. They let me in Coachella for free, and then once I got in, I realized tickets was like six, seven hundred dollars. It was at that point I said, "Damn, this shit ain't cost me nothing." Come on, bro, it's in you, and just the opportunities. Is Access, bro. I was meeting all kind of, you know, celebrities that I, I looked up to and shit, and just bumping into them and. You know, they like, oh, it's the legend himself. And I'm like, who, me? Like, nigga, you way more famous than me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that you be on like on Facebook or Instagram to be watching my videos. And, you know, it's real surreal because, like, you know, when you find or run into people that you look up to and they have some type of admiration for your work, that feeling is priceless because it's like, damn, how the fuck did you even know I exist? You know, let alone, you know, the first time I actually meet you in person, you already hit to what I got going on. Hell, let's get in the studio. Uh, you know what I mean? The next step. Yeah. Nah, bro, I got, like, stories like that myself. Now, granted, I ain't nowhere near as confident as you, brother, or near as creative as you, but I've been, like... Oh, it's a process, man. Come on. Don't count yourself out. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm not, but, you know, I'm giving glory to glory. Sometimes them shoes is too big to fit, and you just got to be a man to say it. And so I got my own lane, but yo, yo lane, bro, I respect it. And, I, you know, I've been a seat filler for award shows, and I find my way to being after party and VIP every time. And, you know, that's just a testimony. That says, baby. Come on, bro. It's, it's all about manifestation and seeing it through. It don't matter who around you, and they don't understand it, but they're going to see you on the other side and be wondering why they in the parking lot you in. Right. And, you know, that's just real, you know, true testimony to just manifestation and really just understanding that when you see something, you believe it, you make it happen. There's no excuse other than the excuse to do it. I got to ask you, bro, who inspired you to be your own boss? Who gets that credit? Mm. I don't really, I don't really have idols, bro. And um, I wish I had somebody to name. I don't mean it in a bad way, but you know, growing up where I grew up and seeing the shit I seen, the only thing that inspired me to be who I am today is, is wanting to get out and wanting to see the world and wanting to not go down the same path other people. So I would say I had a lot of negative influences that made me overcome obstacles and overcome my situation because you know, they always say, you know, everybody that grows up in certain environments, they can either let it consume them or build them up to overcome it. And that, that was just what I did. As far as the boss shit, man, 
I wish I had, you know, figures in my life early on to show me the ropes or, you know, show me that certain things was possible. But really in the streets where I'm from, bro, there ain't nobody that's really making it out like that. And um, it ain't really nothing to look forward to, bro. It isn't until I was able to travel the world that I was able to break the programming, bro. I feel like that's the biggest thing that, you know, anybody between the ages of 16 and 25, they had to they had to break that programming because we we program our whole lives to feel like a certain mentality is all there is to life. You know, them field trips in third and fifth grade don't really cut it, don't really show you the world for what it is. A lot of people, you just got to get out there and see it for yourself. Come on, the streets teach you a lot more than them schools. It's just, it becomes a, a struggle yeah. when you got to decide between the streets and the schools. Yeah, and you know, I'm not, I'm not really an advocate for, you know, the American schooling system, but at the same time, everybody has a different method and a different route to greatness. It's a, what school doesn't teach us is that it's a thousand ways to reach the same conclusion. You know, in math class, they, they teach you to show your work, but they expect you to show your work so that they can see that you use the same exact algorithms and the same formulas to reach the same conclusion that they came to. They don't teach you that, you know, two plus two equals four, but two times two equals four. One plus one plus one plus one equals four. It's all type of different ways you could get to the same conclusion, whatever you want that to be, without having to go the route that people is telling you you have to go. You know, my family told me I had to join the army or else. So I had to make shit shake. Come on, come on. Well, bro, it's hella dope because you don't need to be an advanced calculus anything to understand algorithms and understanding people like your stuff. Right. And that's the beauty of it because as you just said, you know, there's five different ways to get to the answer for but you know the whole idea is you got to be a part of one of those five ways to get to it's a million ways to get to the answer four bro uh, absolutely it ain't just five you know what I'm saying? i just gave a few examples but yeah oh uh, you're right you're right bro i gotta ask what's been your favorite purchase so far i know you're not into material things that's why it's an interesting question so my favorite purchase isn't isn't like a purchase per se it is but it isn't i'll explain so um, I'm actually sitting inside of it now. I have a sprinter that I got from my late father. He passed away like a year and a half ago to a heart attack. I lost him at 50. And, you know, that was my dog. Um, anybody that knows me know that, you know, I ain't really have a mom. I ain't really have a family like that or a traditional kind of upbringing. So, you know, my father had full custody of me. And, you know, when he passed, he had a work van. Um, it kind of looked like a FedEx truck or, uh, you know, like the Amazon truck, but it, it was white, had hella rust marks on it, didn't run, needed a turbocharger, etc. And, um, you know, that was his work truck. That was his, his grind mobile. So, you know, it kind of motivated me, inspired me to take what his work van was and turn it into my work van. So now I got like a studio in here office on wheels. I got my bed, bathroom. Um, I got the kitchen. Lots of Hennessy, brother. Got mm. my robes laid out for the next week. And, um, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the solar constellations. 
and the stars and shit like that. So a lot of the work I did myself, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't a cheap process to restore this thing or or make it something special to this degree. But it was definitely probably my favorite thing that I spent money on because you know I could come out, I could come out to places like here, be on that van like and say fuck the hotels. They ain't getting none of my money. Mm. Bro, what's most beautiful about it is that you created Chef Henny on wheels. Right. Yeah. And people think the thing, like people think my uh my brand is like a a character or something. Like I'm I'm acting or you know, I never been in no movies or I never been in acting school or none of that. But you know, people meet me and they always say, damn, I thought I thought you was gonna have on I didn't know you was gonna really have on a robe. And I'm like, what you thought I wear a suit? And then I just switch into the robe like Clark Kent or some shit. It's just a real lifestyle, bro. It's crazy though. People really think that, you know, for some reason it's a character. And I've just been in character for mad years. I don't know how the hell I would pull that off, but yeah. Bro, Chef Henny on wheels. Harvey Justice. As a fan of yours, bro, it really upsets me that people really try to like test like really test you and see what's real and what's not like bro you do everything to show proof tests all the time and it's like it's upsetting that people still want to talk about it but at the same time the idea is to get people to talk about it so it's there but it's like come on bro this brother doing everything how else you gonna get this shit to catch on fire how else you gonna do this why you gotta see what's in there you can see it's, it's the color is dark yeah I don't, it, it doesn't make me upset. I appreciate that emotion, bro. It don't make me upset. I understand from the standpoint of, you know, a lot of people, especially influencers and people that are in this space of, uh, you know, being influential and having a whole lot of followers and channels and stuff like that, YouTubes and all of that. They live a fake lifestyle. And I guess that's the general consensus is that you know, what you see online isn't necessarily real life. And I agree to that to a large extent. So, you know, I can't be mad at people for putting me in that box that don't really know, which is a blue. Break is brought to you by Chef Henny. Oh, we lost him, guys. Hopefully, he logged back in. also sponsored by Fresh Organics and Fresh Merch. That's the cook. Thank you.
And we're back. You know, this commercial break was sponsored to you by Chef Henny. This this uh this commercial break is sponsored to you by Hennessy. So I gotta ask you. So all your chef videos is like my shit, bro. I've always enjoyed watching them. You know, I know you haven't done them in a while, and you asked the uh, on IG the other day pretty much if, if we should bring it back. And you know, I'm a thousand percent like bring that shit back, do that shit on the road, do that shit like you on a real cooking network and traveling and shit, have people try your food. But my question to you is, what's your favorite three skits that you've done so far? Um. I wouldn't call them skits. I would call them instructionals uh, or, you know, how-tos, uh, recipes, things like that. My favorite three recipes, bro, I'd probably say it's Henny Pizza, Henny Fried Chicken, and probably the Henny Jerry's because Henny Jerry's was delicious, bro. Mm. Yeah, no, and everyone you know, Henny Jerry's. Thing, and crazy, like, people think that it's it's all like a, a piece of content, which is part of the reason why I stopped doing it, focus on other things. I still cook, it's just, all I, the only difference is I just picked up a camera. You know, that's really the only difference, but um, those are my favorites so far, in my opinion. You know, when I did the Henny Pizza video, I was at a real restaurant and the whole staff was right there. You said the whole staff is right there in the kitchen? Yeah, the whole staff is right there in the kitchen with me. And when I, when I was done with the dish, everybody in the restaurant, it's probably 10 of us, all took, got a slice of pizza. And, uh, you know, it got rave reviews. Let's just say that. Let's go. We lit. We lit. Yeah. Come on, bro. That's, hey, that's hella incredible, bro. Like, at the end of the day, I do feel you should definitely keep that shit going, bruh, and just have, you know, a little, like, I meet up here at this spot, and, you know, I got a little pop-up, and should you do your thing and film that shit? But, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Bruh, let's speak on the journey to success. You have really shown you can make it in any obstacle in front of you, and, you, bruh, you recognize your gifts, and so... I just, you know, any last little words you want to put on the journey for people to just be inspired because there's a lot of people afraid of success. They have the gift, but they're afraid. Don't stop. Mm. Consistency is key. And happiness starts with you. And your your surroundings follow. Yes. What's one thing that people got fucked up about Hennessy? Um, people think that people think that Hennessy is alcohol. Hennessy is not alcohol. Hennessy is Hennessy. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's like water. Just different variations. The purest ground, the purest form of groundwater. Yes. Yes, sir. So, bruh, what would you be doing if you weren't in the entertainment industry? Um, I don't, I couldn't see myself doing anything else, bro. Like, because I've never worked a day job. You know, I've ran a couple businesses, but 
you know, I still do that to this day. And, um, you know, my social media profile is just one of my many businesses. And, you know, I, I'm just myself, bro. Like, I couldn't be anybody else. I wouldn't try to be. Mm. No, I like that. That's perfect, because a lot of people try to mask themselves for what they're not. And, you know, that's the thing that everyone loves about you is that you're transparent. Yeah. And, you know, this show, that's the whole thing I pride myself on is being real and transparent. And, you know, getting to the success story and getting to the blueprint of what made you successful so that other people can see it. And if they hear about these speed bumps and these potholes that you talk about, they're able to be inspired to jump over them or, you know, not spend too much time in it. Right, right, right. So now I appreciate your testimonies. I'm gonna put a pause bro, on the entertainment questions and go on to my next three segments and we're gonna keep this show rolling so we can get you up out of here and on to your business. Uh, my next, or my first segment is the awareness segment. We talk about police interaction. And I asked all my guests when was the last time they were pulled over and what's some advice they can give in a situation of being pulled over and interacting with the police. Um, don't, my biggest advice is to not be in a locale, avoid locales where your prey. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people know the any house. KKK is the reason that I'm relocating the any house. I had multiple brush-ins with the law being there in that area. Now, I didn't know that it had a very long history of racism that dates back centuries. I mean, you know, the, the county of Forsyth, if you look it up, you know, 60, 70 years ago, there was an incident with a little black boy that was accused of raping a white woman. And, um, you know, not only did they hang him, but they exiled all blacks from the community. So less than 100 years ago, black people wasn't even allowed to be in this county. So, you know, people, it's wishful thinking and optimism to say that racism is gone, but it's really not. And, uh, you know, beyond it being a fucked up predicament that I was in, and, you know, they took me to jail and shit for no reason on multiple occasions. Eventually, I realized that, you know, being around that and just sticking around for the fuck shit, I'm just as much of a fool as they are. So what I'm saying is if you know you're in, a, in an area where you're prey or, you know, they fuck with people like you, then you shouldn't be there. You should change your environment through any means because, you know, you're not going to get different results just protesting outside of a building. Those people still feel the same way they feel. And it's it's a lot of earth out here. It's a lot of land. And, you know, the Lord that created this planet blessed us with a lot of longitude and latitude to work with. So, you know, just circle around, change your environment if at all possible, because a lot of times you can find yourself getting into trouble a lot over and over and over and over again. And it's just based on where you at, because that was what was going on with me until I changed my location. As soon as I, as soon as I went somewhere else, I wasn't going to jail no more. You would think that, you know, my behavior changed if you look at my record, but it's really just the location. You know, you move and, you know, it might be a different situation where you at. 
You're right, bro. A certain location has set people up for failure. It's designed that way. Right. And it's real fucked up that we live in a society where we still have, you know, shit that allows it. And, the you know, the injustice of what they do is fucked up. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to keep on talking about it and bringing awareness because, you know, knowledge is power. But when you use that knowledge, it's a superpower. And, you know, putting it out there on where that area and how it's claimed and putting more people to talk about is going to get it to change. Right. And I feel like that is the most important thing we can do is always bring awareness, always push knowledge and power. Right. So, bro, I'm going to transition out of that. I got this next segment. It's called Trading Places. We take two iconic lives, we swap them, and we talk about it. Like that movie, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. I don't watch movies, but let's get it. All right, so the idea is we take two people. The two people you got today is Rihanna is trading places with Halle Berry. Question number one is, can you see that working? I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Halle Berry, bro. But Rihanna's an amazing human being, and, you know, her talent is limitless. You know, her talent is limitless. So I don't doubt for a second that she could fill any shoes. Damn, that just killed my whole segment, not knowing what you know and don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I ain't going to pretend. <laughs> I ain't, yeah, ain't going to pretend to know. Hell yeah. I know she played a couple movies. I know I know what she looked like when I see her, but yeah, bro, I don't, I don't be watching movies like that. I didn't even watch Disney movies growing up. You know, I ain't seen I ain't seen the movies they say black people know. You know what I'm saying? That I should see because I'm black. I ain't even seen the movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, I feel it, bro. I feel it. I, that's what's so dope is that that's why you're so outside the box and you know so creative that's where it's like damn we haven't seen that before because you're not already influenced by what's already being seen yeah I mean part of the reason I don't watch movies bro is cause uh yeah I'll be falling it's something about when a TV is on maybe it's my mind refusing to program and whenever I'm seeing something that is acted out or something like scripted, not in a bad way to say that the art of making movies isn't great. The art of what Hollywood does is phenomenal. It's just for some reason, my mind just can't process it. I'll be an hour into a movie and still not be able to process who the characters are. Everybody will start looking the same. I won't know who's who. And then before you know it, I'm asleep. So I, I don't know what, um, it could be an action movie. It ain't a particular movie. Like, you know, I take my shorty on a movie date. She already knowing I'm going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I walk in the theater with a pillow out this day. You know what I'm saying? Because I know she gets something out of watching them. But, you know, I like documentaries. And the only thing that I usually can stay awake and watch all the way through usually be something based on, on fact. The closest thing that... You know, it might be like a reenactment, but it's all fact-based stuff. Because at that point, I feel like I'm learning something. When I'm watching a movie, I feel like I'm just watching somebody's vision. And for some reason, my, my mind just doesn't process it like that. Uh, bro, that's very intriguing. That's hella smart. Like, because at the end of the day, you're not feeding yourself no bullshit. you like, you know, this shit don't make sense. It's not real. I'm done. I'm going to tap out. 
Yeah, and it's not even it's not what I it's not conscious. You know, I, I feel like when I tell people that they like what you don't watch movies, and they think that I'm just I'm just saying I don't like most movies. I'm saying that you can put me in front of the number ten or the top ten movie in the world, ID IMDb rating of nine point nine out this bitch, and I'm still gonna fall asleep on it because it's a movie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So it's not even a conscious thing. It's not even like I don't like the movie. It's just my mind. I can't cross that stuff like that. Nah, I feel it, bro. I respect it. I got this. Especially coming off of screen. Uh, nah, for real. I feel yeah. it. I got this next segment. It's called Impulse Q&A. You know, it's like fan questions. The idea is you got to answer three questions. You don't like the question. It's all good. Say pass. You ready? All right. Question number one. You're in a long ass line. What are you doing yeah. to keep you the weight? What am I doing for the weight? Uh-huh. To get through it. Hmm. Hoping somebody at the front of the line asks me for a picture. Funness. Yes. Question number two. What is the funniest drunk text you ever sent out? The ones that I type out that I don't hit send on. And then I wake up the next morning like, damn. That's the realest shit ever. Yeah, bro. That shit be typed out like a motherfucker. I'd be like, pull up, baby. We got such and such, such and such, and such and such. I'm going to treat you like a queen. I'm finna fuck your head up. You heard me? Here go the address. I fall asleep. Wake up the next morning. She didn't send me 10 question marks. I'm like, damn. There's always tomorrow, even though it ain't fun. Yeah, it may not be the same moment, but the moment's gonna come back. And the cold part is if you try and rewrite it and if you don't copy and paste it and save it in the notes, it's not gonna come back out the same. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be I'd be mad as hell when I um when I forget to press in. The phone should just send it. If I type it out, that bitch should just know I'm trying to send that shit. <laughs> Alexa, can you do that? Can you send a message? To whom? Uh, I didn't think that far out, my bad. I, I'll tell you later. Sorry, I couldn't find a contact matching. I think that far ahead, I'll tell you later. To see who I can message, just ask me to show your contacts. All right, thank you, sweetheart. Question number three. Of course. Have a good afternoon. Oh, thank you, Alexa. What's one place you recommend everyone goes and tries at least once? My favorite place in the world is Miami. Mm. Beach. I like islands. Bruh, now since you on LA, I'm from LA. I just recently went to uh, South Beach in Miami and bruh, I could not get with that humidity. I couldn't get with the four times a day of showering. Like I couldn't get with well, the see, water. Yeah. water. Yeah. It's still hot. My feet are still like burning because I'm touching the sand and, and my body's still hot. When I go to the beach- Well, see, now the thing is this. My first, my first experience with Miami, I went in December. My first- time moving to Miami I moved there in January so I feel you but uh 
you can't go to Miami during the summer. And I, I didn't say all that. I said Miami. I didn't say June, July Miami. I didn't say August Miami. <laughs> no, what I like though is um, you know, even in the wintertime, it's 70 degrees out there. I feel like that just cannot be beat. You can't go very many places and it be in America anyway and be in flip-flops and be, you know, super comfortable and the weather be great and it be November. Hey, one thing I will give it to everybody from Miami because I'm over there sweating like a bitch that stole a million things in the wrong house, sweating. Everybody out there got jackets on, hoodies and, and pants and they're not sweating. They adapted. They used to it. I'm like, they body got adjusted. I'm not adjusted. So yeah. You can't you can't make it in Miami without no AC though. That AC is needed. Bruh, our Airbnb AC cut out on the last day we was there. We woke up in hot. Man, that sounds like you won't prepare. Bro, I was so hot. We was staying off of Collins, bruh. We thought we was in the spot to be until the last day and that motherfucker woke up. No power, no Wi-Fi, no air conditioning. We couldn't wait to get to the airport. Man, that shit turned into an oven BNB. <laughs> oh, mama's for real. Man, Harvey J, brother, you have survived my awareness segment. You have survived my trading places segment. You survived my Q&A. As a reward, let's promote. Let's talk about what you're excited about, what, to, what everybody needs to go tune in and check out. Where's the music? Where, where's, where's the... Come on. Yeah. So I'm out here finishing my album right now. And... Uh, it's gonna be my debut. And I will be done by the end of August and it'll be out before the end of the year. Hey. Tune in, new videos coming soon. Rihanna's album is coming soon. And um, my social medias and all of that is OMG, it's RVJ. One last question before I close out. Yes, sir. What is the goal long-term? What's, what's the next thing after everything pops? To make the world a more comfortable place, bro. Love it. I love you know, it. I'm not going to stop until I go to the grocery store and everybody got on the road. Man. Now, I'm going to recommend that, you know, it takes some money to be saved up to buy them Versace's. But, you know, it's highly recommended to know what that feels like. To go in Neiman Markets and try one on, you know, I highly recommend you to do it. That's as close and as far as I got to as Neiman Markets and trying it on. It's all good, man. You don't have to have a particular brand it's just a preference but uh comfort is the name of the game bro you can be comfortable with a five dollar robe on really i would go so far as to say that you know some of my my favorite robes are the cheapest ones that they, they, they cost the least amount of money to acquire Those are some of my favorite robes mm. my only one i've ever had was one i took from the hotel spot and to this day that motherfucker's still hanging yeah, that's my um, that's my favorite thing to do, man. If they, if they give me a hotel room, man, if they know I'm taking a road, man. As soon as I check in, I say, look, man, just go ahead and take it off the deposit, man. I'm, robe is not staying. Robe is not staying. Man, I don't I care if I got one from that hotel already. For me, it's just a token. You know, it's a memory. I may you not. Know, that's what they made the robes for. They made the robes to take. Just don't be surprised when they swipe you on that damn deposit. <laughs> that's real. Hell yeah, man. Nah, I ain't fucking with the slippers in all these places, but the robes? Yes. Yeah. 
and they be having them Chinese slippers. They take a cardboard box and sew some fabric over the top of them and call it a day. Man, put their brand on it and think they doing something. Yeah, man. They ain't got no art support. My favorite slides right now is the, um, y'all show them to y'all. My favorite slides of all time, better than any designer slides, is these right here. The Alpha Boost uh, Adidas are my favorite because they like, they really built like shoes, you know, but they give you that art support. They, um, you know, I like how they look. I wear them every day. I don't give a fuck what I got on. I'm that kind of guy, bro. I have, I got the Christian Louboutins and the Versace's and you know what I'm saying? The, the fancy shit, the Fenty, all that shit. But at the end of the day, bro, Comfort. I got that go-to. I will wear these motherfuckers till the soul fall off. And I got a funny story for you, bro. I like these slides so much. I got a brand new pair of these motherfuckers sitting right here up under the turbine waiting on me. As soon as, it, soon as the soles fall off of these motherfuckers right here, uh, bang. Busting the new ones. Busting the new ones, bro. Like socks. Like clockwork. Uh, he said, I'm ready for the day for you to retire. When you hit these thousand miles, boy, you're going to get retired and pop a new one. Yeah, getting hung up on the wall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be the fame. <laughs> we lit. We lit. Yes, Bruh, You know, if you notice, my show is different. It's unique. You got, I got segments because those other guys got segments. But I don't do segments like them guys. And I'm like, how do I keep that same energy and close out? My viewers knows it's coming. I'm gonna hit you with it. You got any questions for me? What's your favorite Bob Marley quote? Oh, uh, trust the world. Uh, oh, what is this on my wall? Don't gain the world and lose your soul. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. That's powerful. Oh, yeah, it's on my wall. <laughs> yeah. And he said that at a time, bro, where Ziggy Marley was out seeing him when he was at his deathbed. And, you know, that was something that he told his son that pretty much, you know, no matter what happens, none of this glitz and glamour should worth anything because your health is more important than it all because you can all be gone once you pass. And, you know, I met Ziggy before and that brother, he pushes the energy of living and, and just being happy and comfortable and prosperity. Hell yeah. Oh, take a flip, nah, for like shit. Pop and keep That's one of my up. biggest influences. That brother, Tupac. Uh, shit, I got some more. You know, Bay Area, California. We take. Yeah. It's contrast of cut. It's season three, episode seventeen. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Tunes Army and Bobby D. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like interview Harvey J and chop it up about Chef Henny and everything Hennessy and, you know, drop some gems and diamonds along in the sky and letting them just dance you know, while they hit the ground. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you, brother. Have a great one. Regulate, mind playing tricks on me. Ghetto boys, better day. Jump around, house of pain. Mama said, knock you out. Double L, cool J. Time still ticking though. Big clock, flavor flay. That's a public enemy. They see me coming up. I be first, I'm going flip most squad.
why I bust a bus. Feel like pocket, keep your head up. Biggie shooting juicy. Coach is still alive, just let me prove. King, nigga. Man, I know you guys can't smell this right now, and I ain't talking about none of that other stuff. I'm talking about some of that good stuff, that smell good stuff. I think it's breakfast. What time is it? It's breakfast time. Make sure you tune in to Contrast Uncut no matter what you're doing. Whether you're eating breakfast, you're smelling good food like I'm smelling, or if you're smelling other stuff, we're good to watch too. Make sure you tune in. Thank you.